Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Phenomenal Podcast Experience. It is Wednesday, my dudes, October 31st, 2018. Happy Halloween. We're live in 368. We got Dylan Shine on the mic. Dylan, say what up. What up? What up? It's been a minute. When, it's been a minute. When, it's been when two was weeks. our last two weeks? Yeah, we took, la- we took last week off. We, me and Colin were at TwitchCon. Colin's also on the mic. Yep, right here. So Colin's on the podcast also. Colin's the guest on the podcast today from behind the computer <laughs> from station. From behind the computer. Um, so me and Colin went to TwitchCon. We had Marquez on two weeks ago, our last episode. We're live on YouTube right now. And if you're listening to this in iTunes or Spotify or wherever. Podcast or uh, whatever, Wherever you listen to your podcast. Hello and thanks for listening. And today we're going to recap the Apple event. The Apple event yesterday took place in Brooklyn. We will talk about it in great detail. I was not there. Dylan was not there. Um, but we're both Apple nerds, and we can talk about this stuff um, in, 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 again, pretty good detail. So I guess to start, we can talk about the location of the event. So Apple does like two or three events a year. They do WWDC, which back in the day, well, it's still in June, but they used to announce the iPhones alongside until like the 4 or the 4S. They announced the iPhones at DubDub. Then they broke off from doing iPhones at WWDC, and then they started doing the September event. And then once they launched the iPads, they have the September or the uh, the October event, and they also do one in March. Um, but it's interesting because they kind of differentiate every year. Like it's impossible to look back and nail exactly when Apple will do events. Like, will they do a March event with new MacBooks? Well, I think first. WWDC is an event for developers. Like, it is a worldwide developers conference. Right. So, right. bring your at, mic down, Dylan. Just a little bit. Bring your mic. It's supposed to be like there. there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry, guys. There we go. Um, so, I kind of agree with them sort of transitioning the iPhone release off of WWDC because I think it should be focused on the software. I definitely – the reality is that the software is very much contingent on the hardware, especially when they're – every single year they're releasing a new – version of iOS and that software is of course exclusively run on iPhone, iPad. So I think logically it made sense at the time, but when you're actually there and you see the environment, it is not an environment. It's not a product environment. Like you're speaking with engineers, right? It's you're, a developers it's, conference. Exactly. So yeah. I definitely, you know, having been there last summer um, or this summer, technically, uh, yeah, definitely makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's cool the location. I don't. I feel like they. New York is such a big tech hub. Yet, app like the West Coast in some capacity kind of like. I don't want to say shuns it out, but it's definitely not as a big, not. It does not take the center stage as let's say Silicon Valley, you know, NorCal. Why do you think Apple did an event in New York? I think for some degree, just to like switch it up, a little PR switch, you know. But of course, at the same time, like New York, is like very close to um san francisco as it relates to just like like city wise like city wise like i think they're i think new york's tech scene has really come a far away from like i think bloomberg was actually a huge proponent of that like getting mm-hmm. companies like google and facebook to commit uh big offices here you know apple if you're listening if you open up an office in new york I'm more than happy to you know <laughs> <laughs> i think it's the sessions i think i think that was the deal because going to any Apple store here in like Manhattan, you'll see that those sessions that they do all the time are filled. Like, yeah, I definitely think that. So they're just, just celebrating. They just wanted to celebrate New York. Ter- terms of, and per- they've never done a, an event in New York, really. 
I, would, I don't know the numbers on this. I'd, I'd be curious how many devices that they sell inside of New York opposed to... San like how many Francisco. people come to New York and buy yeah. Apple devices? I, think, I would think like a lot. I would think even a majority. And there's like five Apple stores now, six, seven Apple yeah. stores between Manhattan and Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I was taken by surprise when Apple announced it in Brooklyn. Sucks that I wasn't invited, but I'm, I'm not that salty about it because I streamed it live on Twitch. And I thought the event was great. There were a lot of good announcements in terms of like, as it relates to leaks, like, the Mac mini didn't really leak. Like th these devices didn't leak as hard as they usually do. So there was like, it was, it was nice to watch it live and, and kind of like be surprised in the moment, even though we like, you know, Bloomberg has always, they always have such good scoops because German works there. But um, yeah, I just, I really felt the energy. Like when Tim Cook came out on stage and there was just like this thunderous applause. And then like, he was just like, thank you, good morning. And then it usually stops. And it was just like another wave of applause. It was just so, I really felt the energy. And like, and, and I just remember watching the 10S event. I was just like, man, this is, this was boring. Like, I made a video about it. I was like, I was whelmed at this event. So Tim Cook came out, opened up and he was just, uh, again, like this ro roaring applause. And it was 10 in the morning also. Apple's events are usually 10 in the morning uh, West Coast time, and it was 10 in the morning East Coast time. So it was 7 in the morning for California, yeah. um, which, which is just interesting. But New York is alive 24-7, so that was cool to see. Um, and they had a ton of unfamiliar faces. Like, they, they had – there was none of the regular – Craig Federighi wasn't yeah. there. Johnny Ive has, hasn't been on stage in forever. Ever. And um, Phil Schiller wasn't on stage either. It was nice to see some new faces on stage for Apple this year. And hear some new voices too. And hear some new voices. Yeah, like in the product videos. Mm -hmm. um, Johnny Ive didn't do any of the product videos, which was kind of surprising. Um, but let's, let's, let's get into it. Um, they kicked it off with the update to the MacBook Air, which, if you ask me, was very outdated. The display was 1440 by 900 on a 999 yeah, they just haven't laptop. touched the machine they haven't forever. touched the machine in, in like three and a half years four years and in fact i'm kind of curious there so the macbook as a product in my mind when it had came out was like oh this is the new macbook air like i kind of accepted it as that so uh it was like two or three years ago apple released a product called the macbook and it was a 12 it is it still exists it's a 12 inch single usb-c port with headphone jack macbook Mm -hmm. And it came in gold, and it had those new keys. The butterfly key mechanism came in gold, pink, space gray, and silver, I think. But it was really not great. It was very expensive yeah. and very slow. And they, they bumped it up once, but they kind of just like left the MacBook Air in the dust. It just kept collecting dust over the years. And then Apple had the MacBook, which was like a 12-inch, like pretty expensive, very low-end, very nice, but very low-end. Then they introduced the the 13 inch and 15 inch Pro with the Touch Bar, and then again the MacBook Air was just sitting at the end. And then they also discontinued the 11 inch Air at some point. And now yesterday they finally updated the MacBook Air, and I said this in my video too. It sits it sits in an interesting position in the product lineup now because that MacBook Air is now better than that MacBook. I know, right? But my question is maybe a question to you is why do you think that was the case? Because mm -hmm. When you look at the MacBook, in initially what I was saying is that like I almost felt like it was the replacement for the MacBook Air. The MacBook Air kind of goes like dormant, and then 
they think to themselves, hey, let's just ditch our MacBook and go back to the MacBook Air. I'm, I don't know. Is it like a marketing thing? Did like the MacBook Air as I think, a product sell better? I, I, and people I are think, like asking for I think it the MacBook Air is one of their best-selling laptops. Yeah. And I, I mean, anecdotally speaking, I do not have data to back this up, but anecdotally speaking, like uh, when I was working at The Verge, that was kind of like this, the go-to, like they spec'd out a MacBook Air and it did everything you needed to do. Yeah. And it was thin and light and it had MagSafe and it had USB ports and great laptop it's a, it's a fantastic just machine. that resolution is was just so bad and Darone doughboy has a macbook air from 2011 he got an i7 in 2011 and it still works to this day mm -hmm. and we were just saying like now's a really good time to buy a macbook air like if you've had a macbook air and you're looking to like upgrade that exact machine because if you had a macbook air and you wanted another macbook air you kind of had to go for the 12 inch single USB-C port, yeah. MacBook a regular. It wasn't, um, I think the, the MacBook Air is great. So let's, we can talk about some of the specs. Um, Dylan, you know about, more about these processors, processors than I do, um, but I was talking to some people offline and they were saying, Apple says it's the 8th gen Intel i5 CPU, but it's like the U version or the yeah, Y it's, it's version. Like a well, I it's think, a modification of the chip. So I think one send, uh, sentiment is that, why aren't they using the latest? generation of chips the latest oh. generation of chips came out beginning of october um wait th that's ninth gen that's a ninth gen chip oh well i could probably so answer like, that by yeah. saying it's late development in the game, time yeah right? exactly yeah. So okay so development time so that's eight... that's first question answer. okay second question is of course like given the form factor of the, de of the device yes you cannot fit the desktop cpu like that like if you the know big, you, the big the big ass chip to, right when yeah. you go on Newegg or amazon you order it for like let's say this gaming pc over yeah. here um from a form factor perspective, you cannot fit that in that. The, I mean, the laptop is super thin. So, of course, companies like Apple, Microsoft, in the Surface or the Surface Studio, one of the two. Mm -hmm. What's that? What's the uh, the one that you have? Yeah, the Surface Studio. Yeah, exactly. Like they have essentially modified chips that fit within the specific form factors that okay. are gonna. Essentially, they are the same chip, but. Given us, given the constraints as it relates to just like cooling and other things, it's, they're just not going to get the full performance of the processor. And so they're like, essentially, a consumer can think about it as like a modified chip. You're not. They're, they're underclocked. They're. I think they're locked. They're, they're not locked. even clocked. Well, it has. It says 1.6 gigahertz dual core Intel i5, uh, turbo boost up to 3.6 gigahertz. Yeah, so it's a good CPU. With four megabytes of L3 cache. I'll say this Move for the again. for the form factor. And for the price, which I think it's what twelve hundred, starting uh, at twelve hundred. Entry price is yeah twelve hundred. I would say like, both just alone on those two things, I do advocate and say it is a good product for what it is. I don't think it's. I don't necessarily think it's incredibly overpriced in comparison to the original starting price of the MacBook Air at nine ninety nine. Yeah. Like you get such a better computer. I just think it's, it's a significantly better computer and a significantly like better design computer. Yeah. That. Warrants the and, and, and I, I want to address the PC master race that's listening to this. That's just you're gonna spend thirteen hundred dollars on a like, <laughs> like it's an Apple product. Yeah, it's expensive, but find me find me a better industrial designed Windows machine. That, that's the whole thing. It's all comes down to like the software blended with the hardware and like the way the how long these things last too. Find me a better operating system. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> let's not let's not let's be real here. <laughs> let's be real here. Um, but I, but I will say the entry MacBook Air, only eight gigs of RAM and 128 gig SSD. 
you need more than that. You uh, like, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I definitely think that cloud storage has become more so, prevalent so he, over time. He, he, yes, but here I'm, I'm, I, I, I like my physical media. I like sure. to have my stuff accessible wherever I am. Don't like to depend on the cloud and maybe that'll change once it gets more seamless. But I think in going into 2019, we are in the future. Like it is, it is late in the game. Okay. <laughs> sure. I don't think it's acceptable to have phones that start at like 64 gigs. I think phones should come in at 128 gigs. I think it's a little ridiculous to say. And then laptops like should 256. I'll say this. Like the fact that Apple is selling a flagship iPhone at 64 gigs in 2019. I know it's 2018 still, but it's, it's, sure. it's ridiculous. No, but like, I think, so I think there's a difference between actual quantity of memory mm -hmm. well there is i'm definitively saying there's a difference between the quantity of memory and the speed at which that memory reads and writes from your device and so you know i think we all would like to have as much capacity within our devices as humanly possible mm -hmm. but i like definitely one think, terabyte ipad sure <laughs> sure but i definitely think that there has to be a consideration in terms of like actual what what type of memory is being put in what is the cost of this memory all right like, so that, that's what i want to add and we're, we're kind of whatever we're not getting super off topic but <laughs> but but but, that's, but but for you like for the average person does it does of, it cost like how what is the what is the price to silicon ratio of 64 gigs or 128 gigs like is it just about well, price per gig double like how does that i think it depends so like i think a good example you know that little itty bitty yes yes your little i have yes. a 128 gigabyte the size of a fingernail fingernail usb yes and that's great and yes. all but the speed at which that reads and writes from the computer like from that little thumbnail Slow. to the computer is uh, significantly slower to let's say when people think of like faster memory like ram ram is like extremely fast right and then, then you get down to the cpu and the cpu has its memory and that's even faster like yeah like so you're saying the types of memory the types of ssd that they're using i think of course like there's market research they say what are our products going to be used for how what is because they want to produce the product at the lowest cost and right but i'm just wondering like and on, on question, paper, i don't know i don't know paper, the when apple when apple's doing its financials right when they're sitting there and they're gonna be like what is the entry level gigabyte capacity of the new iphone right and they're like if we do 64 it'll cost us this much well, are we looking at a difference of four dollars are we looking at a difference of sixty dollars i don't like, know I would love to know the answer to it, that. If someone out there knows the answer to that, please send me a message. I would love to know. Yeah. I just, I, I think it's unacceptable to, for, for any company, not just Apple. I think phones should start at uh, more than 64 gigs. I just think if you're going to buy a 64 gigabyte iPhone, you will fill that phone up in a year. Does it go the opposite way though? Do you think consumers should have the option for it to be even smaller? Cause in some cases, interesting. Yeah. In some cases, even, People just even don't for even... myself, like, it's, I'm, I'm the I'm the exact opposite, right? Like my life is in Dropbox pretty much. Okay. And it syncs. And I like for my phone, I choose what it, it syncs for all my computers. Sure. And so to think that sometimes like I don't need as much physical storage, but not only is that physical storage going to cost me more, but it's also very error prone in the fact that you I, lose it or whatever. Yeah, no, I know. Wherever, I know. Dunzo. I know. So, I feel like I'm definitely being a little bit tough and being a little bit of a stickler, but Google did an entire marketing campaign predicated on this. Yeah. Google Photos, take a picture, error, no storage left, blah, blah, blah. Like so many people still have iPhone 5, 5S, 6, whatever it is, 6S, and their phones are filled up because they got a 32 gig iPhone because they saved the hundred bucks. And it's like, 
that sucks. I, yeah. I really think that sucks. Anyway, and they give you the option over and over and over again to just buy cloud storage. So right, like, and they, they just keep reminding you, buy more iCloud, buy more iCloud. Because you can't, you can't add the physical long game storage. Is that's, that's right. The, that's the cheapest is to have them have them be reliable for your data on their servers. If you're buying for basic use, Matthew C says you probably don't need a fourteen hundred dollar MacBook Air. I think that if you're go if you're uh, seventeen, eighteen in college, like going to college and you're looking to get a MacBook Air, I just think that you will fill up 128 gigabytes faster than you realize, and that eight gigs of RAM will, like, you should just get the 16 so you can kind of future-proof yourself for at least a couple of years. I feel like if you are a photographer mm -hmm. or somebody who plays yeah, games. wears air power, someone asked. <laughs> who knows? Or, or if you play games, then smaller configurations don't make sense. But if you're just a college student and needs to write a Word document every other week, and are just browsing YouTube. You're, they're not downloading much. Everything's straight. Like back Streaming. in the day, for my biggest issue was like music libraries. On yeah, my fair. Everything's fair. going to Spotify and Title and other, you know, and Apple Music, of course. And so, I don't know. To some extent, I kind of agree with the smaller configurations. Like you don't. Okay. No, I I like a I lot like the of difference. this. A lot of this. A lot of this content is now being streamed to you. You don't sure. necessarily need to go and down, rent the movie in iTunes and physically download it. Only if you want to go on a plane. Sure. Or something like that, but Netflix and all these other services They're are allowing right. you to. They're, they don't take up physical streaming space. data is like the future, and while data is streamed, therefore you don't have to have a physical. It doesn't have to go on the hard disk, and right. therefore you don't have to have as much storage. I, I just I feel like consumers, you know, they're they're faced with the paradox of choice with the configuration options of these devices. You, you know, it's also a marketing thing for uh, sure. sure. Definitely, definitely. All right, so Apple <laughs> new MacBook Air. It's high resolution. I think the device is sick, and don't get me wrong. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time or you're like you're new to like the Sam Sheffer Dylan Shine show like we're both Apple fanatics I would say right like yeah. we're both big Apple fans um, but it's kind of like fun to to take the devil's advocate Sh on some of this stuff should we at the end of every product say buy it or not when when you guys go to the, the end of each product I'm gonna bring up like the actual prices too when you're talking. okay cool I think we can, yeah. Okay, so would you would you do you think that do I recommend MacBook the MacBook Air? Air? Yes. Would you advocate for something? I'm just afraid it? of the March refresh. I I oh, there's always like they do the silent processor bump like in four months, six months. Sure. That 1.6 gigahertz more. can be the same price, but that 1.6 gigahertz can be 3.2 or whatever. Like I'm, but I will say again, if you're holding on with with dear life to a plastic whiter black plastic just whatever 2013 nasty macbook and you're looking to upgrade this is good yeah it sucks that they got rid of MagSafe. there's only two usb-c ports you will have to adjust yeah. dongle life it still has a headphone jack i will say like uh and I'm, I'm showing this live on the podcast um and you have the same macbook i have the 15 inch yeah. with magsafe i i still can't believe that apple got rid of magsafe <laughs> it is like it is such a, a genius thing. It was very good. The UX of MagSafe was very good. Yep. And because it has literally saved me at least five times in the two years that I've had this laptop where like I tripped over the wire, just whoosh, like, and otherwise you're ripping that laptop off, off the table. The table yeah. Okay. If you're, if you're watching this live on YouTube, please leave me a comment and let me know how far your USB-C device flung when you tripped over <laughs> it because it got ripped off that desk. I'm sure. Um, so the MacBook has a high-resolution display. 
Um, it's like 240 or 270 PPI, so it's not even 300 PPI, but I'm four million pixels. I'm not counting. Uh, pretty good resolution display. It has a smaller footprint. It's got the third generation of the butterfly keys, which the outline tore that keyboard apart. I don't own one of those MacBooks. So I can't really speak on those. The key travel is very slim. It's a new butterfly. It's, it's different. It's I definitely different. think I've I've had both simultaneously, and I definitely think that um, it's something to get used to for sure. Five feet after a Fortnite loss. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. Um, I definitely think that the I was a bit at first when they put out the new keyboards and the new uh, keys themselves. I think it was um, I wasn't a huge fan. I d- definitely like having used the. The chiclet keys, yeah, the, the, chiclet the far, keys far key travel, right? Like ever, yeah. But it's something that you get used to, and I kind of, I think sure. now I definitely prefer it, and it allows the form factor of the machine just to be slimmer. Because definitely, not. Uh, less key travel. Yeah. Do you like the Gigantosaurus uh, trackpad? Uh, I'm actually, I do like the dive board trackpad. Like, if it was up to me, the dive board have, track yeah. with the single button. Like, do you have, do you have force touch on yours? That's the new no, MacBook no. Airs. No, I have, yeah. I have a 2012 MacBook Pro. And oh. I, have, I love this thing, man. You like the clicky button? Hell yeah! So you, ne- you never got used to the force touch track. Well, I have, I had for work. I have a MacBook Pro, like a so, newest edition. So MacBook for me, Pro. I really like the force touch trackpad. It's gonna be like a week and a half to get used to it first. When I, when I tell people how to use my laptop, I say pretend you're pushing into skin. Like there is a there's like a membrane in here that simulates a click across yeah. the whole thing. It's crazy. These these laptops are the the trackpads are really impressive and they're all glass. I don't know why they made them so big on the new MacBooks. Yeah. They're seriously oversized. I have used them not for extended periods of time. When it comes time to get a new laptop, I, it's going to take a lot of getting used to. Four ninety nine from Dennis Voronin. What do you guys think about the removal of the glowing Apple logo? Well, thank you for the five bucks. It sucks that they removed the glowing Apple logo from the machines. Yeah. I think it is a signature, iconic like staple of an apple product like what like when you have your laptop in the cafe it's like oh the glowing apple logo right yeah. now it's just like a shiny piece of metal okay. i was thinking that they should have added it to, to the, the phone iPhone. exactly that what i was gonna so say dylan cool. exactly because i think they took it away from the laptop put it back in a product somewhere right that's signature apple and i think they could and you know what's crazy is there is a mod to do that in the iphone Really? Yep. There is a mod. Everything Apple Pro has a video where it even has like gestures where you can like tap it and the light will change. That's cool. It's cool. I really wish they did that to the phones. I'll just call it now just just for fun. If you're in the middle of this podcast and you're like, what is Sam about to say? 2019 iPhone USB Type-C. That's for sure. They already put in the iPad. Like, and that's... Ooh, Dylan, you're confident in this too. I like it. Okay. Well, like you got to think at a point in time... When the new MacBook Pro came out, and it was they they just got USB-C all, the whole thing, and, and they, got, they yourself, got rid of DisplayPort. Well, they okay, and I, I also just want to explain this to, to, the, to the viewers because I think this is commonly misunderstood. Okay, there are different data speeds between USB-C USB protocols, a, right? Yeah. So, like the USB-C reversible port has Thunderbolt 3 protocol inside it, which is, I'm pretty sure that's an Intel property, right? And then Apple licenses that from Intel. Or do they own I could, Thunderbolt? I could not tell you. I should have done research <laughs> about this. One but, is 40 gigs, one is 20 gigs right. per second. So, so like, like there, there's a difference between the way the port is shaped and the amount of data that can be transferred between. So like this USB-A port on the side of my MacBook that is like 
the other end of your iPhone cable that you plug into the brick, that is USB-A, and there is a certain amount of data that can be transferred inside that type of connector. At a, at a certain speed. At a certain speed. And then, so USB-C is not always USB 3.0. It's not always Thunderbolt 3, right? So the new MacBooks, when they did USB Type-C, it's also super fast data transfers. You can also power high-resolution displays, right? So I just wonder what the I.O. capabilities of the new iPhone will be if they're going USB Type-C. I think it's... Because isn't it more powerful than Lightning? It's all contingent on the device itself, right? Okay. Like, if you want to project, for USB instance, USB-C is case, the shape. Let me just interrupt you for a second. USB 3.1 is the protocol. Thunderbolt 2 and 3 are also protocols. DisplayPort is another. As someone says Apple owns Thunderbolt. It's, it's very confusing. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff going around. I think to answer your question, it's all contingent on the, the capability of the device from a processing standpoint if it's going to be, let's say, allow you to project uh, an image onto, let's say, a third-party monitor. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think to answer your original question, definitely USB, like Mac, the new MacBook Pro came out. It came with four USB-C ports on it. At the time, no other products. The I, They were selling iPhones that would give you a USB, USB type A cable with it that you could not plug into your new macbook yes, pro with the c so correct. it was like it was dongle hell. correct and i think if you look at where google's going with the pixel and where other, every other company everyone ever, is switching to USB C, and i think it needs to be ubiquitous because if you want to have third parties develop products for your product that's right you can't be siloed with your own it's kind of the IP. same way that like micro usb became the standard for android phones yep. and the same way USB A has been a connector any brick the jewel, your iPhone, it's all USB-A. And I think that we are moving very quickly and Apple's helping lead the charge. It also helps that the OnePlus, uh, the Pixel, that the Red Phone, all of these mobile devices are USB-C. And then Apple said, we're our pro laptop is now four USB-Cs. We can transition, we could talk about the Mac mini after, but the iPad, we can talk about the iPad now. So we're still recapping the Apple event. We're still, we're still on track here. Um, (laughs) Brand new form factor from the iPad. Um, I go right to the iPad because it's the new form factor on the iPad is it's gnarly. It is absolutely. Wait, you guys got to do the the buy or sell for MacBook Air first. Buy or sell. MacBook I said Air, buy. buy. Buy easy. Buy. I would just say. I would just say. Be wary oh, of the no. of the RAM and of the storage. But I don't know if you're like a you know a media consume consumer person like me that has. It's not going to be that crazy. Like of course, like we all want to go in and buy a product that we know it's the best and that like. I think Something a laptop should at least last you five years. But I think if like, you buy the I laptop, bought... it's going to last you five years for sure. But in terms of like, you're, you're stuck with 128 gigs. Well, that's, that's a whole other conversation. Right. But in terms of like, the only thing that's really going to bump is the processor, yeah. I would think. And we'll see what happens in March. We'll come back in with, March, with another but episode. I definitely think see. that, you know, we all want to buy products and make sure that they're the latest and greatest and sure. they're not going to be superseded. Sure. Um, but I definitely think y- you're, you're fine regardless. Okay. But what about Touch ID? Touch ID. Oh, yeah. We forgot to say Touch ID on the Mac. I... So I was FaceTiming one of my friends yesterday who has that laptop and he opened the laptop and just put his finger on the thing. And I was like, you know, as troll of a, like, it's, it's such a small change, but I think it, it has, it's great. It's huge. When you're like installing 
software that needs to have you don't your have password. To pop, yeah, you just you, go, I'm just or like, like pay for something. It's, paying for something. it's just it's just so troll how like how hard is it to hit ten characters versus put one finger on? But like the the amount of time you save doing that, however, you know, six, seven yeah. times a day going into your computer. Apple Pay integration is yep. really so you it can add to Apple Pay, you can sign into your computer like that. Um, new security <clears> chip too. What? New security chip too. Oh yeah, the T2 like, chip. You know, that Apple went as far, I don't know if you saw this, Apple put out a security statement about the T2 chip that said it specifically blocks microphone access from, from third, third parties. Party. Yeah. Now, I don't know why Apple would specifically mention microphone access from a device when no one is listening to you from your microphone. Why would Apple go as far to issue a statement about your microphone in your computer? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's that, an open-ended that question. Another episode. I, I don't there. know. That's another episode. That literally is another episode because that <laughs> happened to me like last weekend. What? The whole thing. I was. What was I talking don't, about? Don't keep it up here. Keep it like I'm, right keep, down here. Keep yeah, you keep putting it in front of your face. And it's just I'll, you're just eating All right, all right. Wait, what happened mic. to you last week? I'm telling you. Like I had a conversation. Oh, oh let's not... talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. We're, we're live on the podcast. Let's just do it. Okay. Um, what was I talking about, though? That's the real question. You're probably talking about a beer or something. What was I talking about? A hotel. While we do that, MacBook Air is a buy. MacBook everybody, Air is a buy. Everybody, okay. MacBook yes. Air is I was talking about something. Yes. In Just with my phone at present, I never once Googled went on it. Google. Mm -hmm. Never. It was just a conversation. And it's not even something that was in the realm of something similar to what I would be searching or like they couldn't go through my cookies and like, it was just like so off topic. Yep. And I literally, I'm at, I'm at my girlfriend's place and I'm like, look, like we, we literally had this conversation a day ago yep. and now in my feed yep. as an advertisement on Instagram, yeah, that's, we got to do an episode on that. Just dude, that it's so happen. real. It's so real. And it's funny because I've tweeted about this. Like I started my tirade, like right when I left the verge. And I remember like when I would tweet about this, the verge guys would call me insane. And there's like, they were like, there's no way Facebook's doing this. It would be the biggest revelation ever. You know how many revelations we've seen in the past two years of just like, we see one every week. Yeah. It's like literally there's once a week, there's week. this crazy thing that happens and everyone forgets about it. Mm -hmm. Like anecdotally, if you're watching this live on YouTube, Type in some stories. Tell me if you've had a conversation about something and then it shows up. Oh, there's confirmation bias. There's all these psychological phenomenons that, oh, maybe you searched it. Maybe this. Screw all of those. They're listening and they're serving you ads about what you're talking about. There's no way they're so hyper-targeted. It is just impossible. It is impossible that it is so coincidental. Yeah. Who is this guy and why should I care? <laughs> Weston just gave us 10 bucks. Weston, what up, dude? Let's move to the iPad. Regular <laughs> iPad and then we'll go to Pro. Um, iPad. iPad's very cool It happened device. to me for sure. I started getting ads in Spanish after practicing Spanish on a pirated Rosetta Stone. <laughs> There's no connection between me and being Hispanic. And all of a sudden, I got those ads. I talked about a band with my dad. And five minutes later, I got a Facebook ad for concert tickets to that band. It's not just me. It's not. It's everyone. It's it is. Everyone. It's happening. It's a real thing, and we just have to prove it. Or they have to come out and say it's happening. Serious question. Why not just buy a Chromebook? You're paying 1K to hold extra aluminum uh, because I want an uh, uh, operating system Chrome that, OS. Has, that has depth. <laughs> like, Chrome OS has, has uh, breadth, but the depth... I think Chrome OS is cool. I think It's cool. No, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. But, like, can you edit a 4K video in Premiere with Chrome OS? Can no. you even launch Premiere? I <laughs> <don't> <laughs> <think so. laughs> that That's is the question. 
I put it down to a coincidence and how everything they collect on you really doesn't anticipate your needs. It's science. Okay, there, there's Mark Duffy. There's definitely people that will say that. They collect all of your data. They see all your phone calls. They see your Google searches. They see who you're hanging out with, blah, blah, blah. But there's definitely, so my story is, this was like a while ago when I made, if you remember this YouTube video, I put it out at the end of 2015 when I had a shaved head when I filmed videos in my old apartment. I was on the phone with my friend Rob talking about his bachelor party in Las Vegas on, on the phone. And then we were talking about bachelor party in Las Vegas. I hang up the phone no longer than 10 minutes later. I go on Instagram and there's an ad for the win. Like, what is that? I didn't search for anything on the phone prior. But I had you a said phone. Vegas and then the win hotel. I said Vegas. People, Target no, sets. Sam, you forgot what you Googled before. No, I didn't Google anything. We had the call and then I was going to go do research. So look, we'll see. I, 2019 will be the year that this all kind of comes to the surface. I really, I feel like it's coming. It's definitely coming. <laughs> it's it, coming. It's, the, the, revel, the revelation is coming. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Face ID on a MacBook? I think we'll see it too. The MacBook cams are absolutely garbage. They're just, they are, they yeah. are absolutely, what, what do they call them? They call them like, uh, do they call them eyesight cam. cat trash cam? <laughs> they call them like eyesight cameras now or something. Yeah. Man, I love podcasting because we're just having a regular conversation. There's 330 people watching and then there's all these people listening after too. I, I absolutely love podcasting. All right, let's get back on track a little yes, bit. Yes, yeah, iPad, iPad, regular iPad, iPad, iPad first. All right, iPad's cool. I think the new form factor is awesome. I love the, the hard edges. That's only on the Pro. Well, you have the two. Um, what? It's only on the Pro. The hard, the hard edges are only on the Pro. So iPad there's the Pro. regular iPad. So, God, they also just like completely. They're marketing the, the regular iPad towards the, like the, kids the regular and iPad and... used to be called the iPad Air. Yeah. And then they changed it to just iPad, so it still has the home button. There's an iPad that you can buy that still has the home yeah. button. But now the iPad Pros, they got rid of like that kind of like curvy the side. Concave. See, this is why I wanted you to get yours, but whatever. Um, now I have it up on the do you, screen. Do here. you have the? Okay, so you have it up on the screen. Like, I can, I they, can show you guys this. If it the, okay, yeah, that's the regular iPad with the curved edges. Um, Everybody's seeing but, this. On but the, as well. the new iPad Pro, they kind of flattened out the whole thing. It still has a camera bump, but man. Wait, this, so are we talking about the iPad Pro? Or are we talking about? Yeah, the we're iPad? talking about the iPad Pro. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't, they didn't talk anything new about the iPad yesterday. It was just the iPad Pro. Um, so the iPad Pro in the video has the person like rubbing their finger against and melting the aluminum off. Did you see that video? I didn't. The product video for the iPad Pro is so sick. Um, I really like the design. I watched Marquez's video. He was like, it's strikingly thin. I haven't seen it yet in person, but Apple's always been so good at giving you this like, you're basically holding a screen that is has touch interface and the speakers are great, I'm sure. The device itself, again, is so unbelievably thin and light, and it could stand on its sides now, which is so sick. Remember the iPhone 5 and the 5S and the SE had, like, the body that you can stand it up? Yeah. It really reminds me of that device. Um, so iPad Pro, A12X Bionic, insane it's processor. A very, it's a very powerful device. Can you talk about some of the the aspect well, the, the technical aspects of that bionic <laughs> essentially that they put like a neural network chip inside of it to further leverage machine machine learning capabilities uh within the device it also has an eight core processor and a seven core gpu um it's a powerful device they said it's not it's powerful than more than 92 percent of personal <laughs> laptop which computers. is nuts so right. i think it's i think it's a great device for an individual who doesn't necessarily need to interface with like a traditional operating system, what I'll consider like a desktop operating system, but still wants to leverage like, you know, you can 
edit photos just as well with the Adobe Suites. You know, it's a very powerful device in a very small form factor. You have the ability to mirror it to third-party displays. And um, has USB-C now. And USB-C. Yep. So, like, <clears throat> overall, I, was, I think that was Excuse one me. of the products that m impressed me the most. The iPad. And, yeah. and, and I think in terms of a product from its predecessors, like, it has gone the furthest. And up in relation to the other products that I've seen. There was a out. really good tweet yesterday that I saw that was, like, in the eight years of iPad engineering we it's like 5000 times faster 50% thinner like they just like basically said first iPad compared to the newest iPad Pro like for them excuse me to to kind of engineer and develop that much and that far in such a relatively short span of time is is incredible and i had the original iPad and honestly, really, I remember holding it in my hand. I was like, "This is cool, but it's really not that great." It was thick. It had the it had the thirty yeah. pin connector, yeah. low resolution display, very chunky. But I was like, "Man, this is just a gigantic iPhone." Now, especially with with the new gestures and like the multitasking capabilities with the iPad, um, I think they're future proofing this iPad. I saw some chat on Twitter with like Steve Stroud, Steve Trown Smith, and Guillermo Rambo, and like they're they're like super nerd developers. Um, Apparently, there's supposed to be new springboard elements that are coming out. Like, they're supposed to be redoing springboard. and Really? Yeah. Yep. And um, iOS 13 might bring those changes. They were We were supposed to see them in iOS 12. But instead, this is like all Bloomberg reporting. Instead, they focused on really tightening iOS 12. Because remember how buggy the OSs used to be? Yeah. Like, iOS 12 is extremely tight OS. And I feel like... Um, there's, they were saving a lot of the new software elements for the new iPad when iOS 13 comes out. Because you remember, like, it's always funny watching them do WWDC and then they show off the capabilities, but they're not running on any new devices just yet, right? So like, they put out the betas, Apple, the Apple, right? Yeah. They put out the betas, but then like iOS 12 ships with the September iPhone, right? Yeah. And then like iOS 13, is there gonna be another new iPad before iOS 13 comes out? Or will the iPad, I think the iPad is ready for iOS 13 right now. I don't know. But will they, re will they release iOS 13 at DubDub or e do something special for 2019? So this is, this is, there's two things that are gonna happen at yep. WWDC in my mind. So at this year's WWDC, we called it like a rebuilding year. Even when we were there, there wasn't like, I think AR Kit too was very cool, and some other things that they had announced at WWDC. But from from a developer standpoint, it was very much a rebuilding year. Two really monumental things I think are going to happen next year at WWDC. One is iOS 13 and all the new features as it relates to the new features relates to iOS. I don't think the new iOS 12 really like was a huge game changer. I definitely no. think like they took the time and ironed out a bunch of issues that they had. That's but, what they did. They focused so on bug squashing. Yes. That's going to happen. Yes. And then f from a developer standpoint, Swift 5 is going to be released, which is going to give ABI stability, which is going to essentially, you're going to see a lot more native uh, apps developed by Apple done purely in Swift. And that might not mean anything to anyone, but for your iOS developer, it's a pretty big deal. Okay. Do you think that we will ever see a, a shift in schedule. This is just fun speculation um, from Apple. Like, because they always do all four software pillars at the same time at WWDC. 
could they release like a special you know ios 12.2 just for ipad pro if you have the new ipad pro you get these like crazy new features or do they wait all the way until june and then what then they put out another ipad in october i i would hope and because I, this ipad pro is so powerful yeah but I, i'll say this like i would hope that they would like because currently they're all on hard deadlines right yeah it's like you have there's an expectation that at the beginning of june they're going to hold the conference and they're going to yep. release everything there's a lot of times where they say they're they're working like hey we're working on multiple people on facetime it doesn't come out like where's you know it didn't well, come yeah, out it didn't come out facetime just hit and at the end of october exactly. and they talked about it in june exactly so yeah true you know i think and if that's really the case, then like what I was going to say is that I would hope that they would extend product like deadlines in order to like ship fuller products Yeah. because it feels very hard coded as it relates to it has to be out. That's right. It has to be that's outdone. right. And, and it just seems like Apple does things systematically on and routinely until they don't right. Like Apple mm -hmm. does, uh, uh, my friend Chaim still works at the verge told me this. He was like, Apple does things until they just don't. Right. So like you have this. For me, I have this expectancy of, again, like dub dub in June, September event, iPhones, October event, and then maybe the mystery March event. But like, what's stopping Apple from in December being like, hey, the Mac Pro is ready. Hey, AirPods 2. Hey, uh, Air Power. You know, like mm -hmm. they could, but I don't know. I it's, definitely also think it's heavily relying on like the product cycles and as it relates to how times of the year that the the consumers are going to buy Correct. the product. That's why this iPad Pro is going to be, mm -hmm. I think, such a smash hit because holiday sales yeah. is this quarter. IPad, boom. iPhone 10s, 10R, holiday quarter also. iPad Pro up to a terabyte now. There's an 11-inch version, which has a smaller footprint than the 10.5. And then the 12.9 um, also has a, I think it's a little bit of a smaller footprint too. Mm -hmm. um, but so when, when me and Colin were at TwitchCon, they were you know, working on Everland, working on the game, and there was like a bunch of iPads. And I was just like dicking, excuse me, I should not curse on the podcast, <laughs> but um, I was just messing around with the iPad Pro. 12.9 inches for a device it's is huge. incredible to, to really hold something in your hand that is 13 inches that is so thin and powerful. It's awesome. I'm going to go, the, I'm going to the Apple store next week and I'm going to see that iPad pro in person. Like it is, it is razor thin, not quite razor thin, but it is dang thin. Is it thinner than the iPhones? I don't even know how thin That's it is. That's a good question. It um, looks, it looks thinner than the iPhones. It's 5.9 millimeters or 5.8. 5.8. And, yeah, 5 and one, it's one basically the size of a sheet of paper. I forget which one yeah. is the size of like a, a, like a basic yeah. A12. Or yeah. A, like yeah. A yeah. Regular kind of paper. Um, iPad pro really good buy. Um, it just sucks. Cause Apple's so good at like making you feel bad about your purchase. I bet so many people have like, they bought the iPad pro last year when it was like all these great things happened to it. Mm -hmm. And now it's like a new body, new gestures, USB-C. And you're just like, dang it. I just spent $970 <laughs> on this thing. Like now I'm stuck. You know, yeah. which so one do like, you buy though? That's the question. Like 799, the smaller one or 999. I think you go to the store yeah. <laughs> and hold them. I, first, I, you, first you, you open your bank account on your web browser. First you consult your spouse and say, honey, talk to the accountant, make yep. sure that the funds are there. Yep. You know, make sure the credit card is not going to, these devices are not cheap by any means. Like Apple devices are always so expensive, but as, I think this one brings something useful to the table though. Like it's, it's super fast. The, the smaller, so no, what no, is the this, new iPad pro, what does it start at? 999. For 1. how 9. many gigs? 64? Yeah. 
Oh, don't rage, Sam. Don't rage. Like, how is the iPad starting at 64 gigs? How much more money would it cost Apple to do? <laughs> it's a two, almost a $200 bump for 256. And then what does it go up to? 512? Uh, yeah, five twelve for then, almost fourteen hundred dollars, and then and one terabyte then is one what? terabyte is sixteen hundred. So, okay, so, no. so how much? Seven, so how much is the, How much is the smaller iPad LTE uh, one terabyte? Okay, smaller iPad LTE one terabyte. Yeah. Alright. What a two, is it up to two grand? You want the one terabyte yeah. LTE? One terabyte. Uh, seventeen hundred dollars. Okay, and then what do you add to get the larger one? Uh, let's see. The difference for the larger one is only two hundred dollars. So you're paying two, over two grand after tax for yeah. for a maxed out two grand after tax. That's nuts. But who's buying a completely specced out? If you own I a mean, private people are. People yeah, are. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm <laughs> not personally either, but somebody I, is. It's, somebody it's just out crazy there to is. think like, man, how much money do you make a year? For you to just go to an Apple store and spend two grand on a product that will be outdated in one year. Like that, it just hurts my body. <laughs> like if you're going to buy an iPad, I think you'll be good. Do they make a 256? Sorry. Or no. Hmm? Do they make the 256? Uh, yeah. Okay. They make a 256. I don't think you really need the LTE. Um, there was someone that tweeted me the other day that was like, is it possible to only do iPad with LTE? Like if you figure out a way to forward your phone calls, yeah. right? And then you have the iPad Pro, you have iMessage, right? You hold a brick to your face. Correct. Yeah. Or you just use People AirPods. It. Like, is it possible to, and we're getting off the rails All right, here. If you jailbreak it, probably. It, no, 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 no. You don't even need to jailbreak it. For, but you don't have a phone. Use WhatsApp. All yeah, right. no, but you don't. But Something. I'm saying, like, if you wanted the phone app on your iPad, you don't have a way for people to call you. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. You use Google Voice. You forward. You would get a burner phone and forward your. I guarantee you, somebody has jailbroken it, and you can do that with a jailbroken iPad. So the the iPads with LTE <laughs> don't give you a phone number. However, the watch gives you a phone number, which is interesting. Really? The Apple LTE watch it gives you like this phone number but it just when someone calls you it has its own phone number but when someone calls my phone number the watch rings too hmm. but the ipad with lte you can't get like a phone number it's just lte no, connectivity it's, it's, it's data just a, it's just like it's just a data. wi-fi hub essentially it's just a glorified wi-fi i hub. i think there is some sort of like future in which like people ditch the phone and they just have you pick like, phone or tablet yeah phone or tablet but no one's holding up the thing to their face <laughs> and making phone calls that way um, so iPad, it. iPad pro, I like it a lot. I like it a I lot too. Really I, like I'm, I mean, I'm getting one, so I'm <laughs> you're definitely one. getting one. I mean, a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Flex over here. Flex. Weird flex, but okay. Weird flex. Weird flex but okay. Uh, I'm definitely going to go to the Apple store next week. I might even just film a hands-on video with the <laughs> iPad next week just to give my impressions. Um, it just leads me to believe, and I just, I hope. I hope that the new iPhone body is redesigned and it's like that. Like the iPad? Like the iPad. Mm -hmm. Because this is the first time really, uh, like oh, one shit. of the, that phone is just trashed already. Um, <laughs> I think this is one of the first times that the iPad Pro is leading the like engineering industrial design. I just think it's, I just think it's new. I definitely think that, you know, the iPhone 4 definitely like, it's really, if you think about it, the iPhone 4, the iPhone 4 had a very similar design to the current correct, iPad Pro. Correct, correct. And so it was a 5. All, all that it really comes down to is like the was edges. Was it a 5? No, it was a 4. four it was, was the, the 4. 4 had the four. metal. 4 and 4S had the metal band with the glass sandwich smush at 3.5-inch screen with the lock button on the top. And then the iPhone 5 went to 4 inches, correct. and they did the 
it was this, it was called slate and then they also did silver and then they also did champagne but in terms of the actual side like yes. you could you could still stand both the of them the four yes the four was a little bit different because the uh, the metal band around the four was the only thing touching the table and then the glass was like ever so slightly recessed yeah, I, I, whereas the entire man this is why i had this like weird idea where i'm like i'm gonna buy every single iphone ever just to have every single like i want a 2g i want a 3g 3gs 4 4s and just to be able to have them and recall them because eventually they're going to be impossible to find well no they've made millions of they've them. made a lot of them it would just be really recycling them. it would people be are recycling people them are definitely lot. recycling them and that that we can also talk about that um i just i have this fantasy of having a display case of every single iphone sealed which would be so sick just could, to have oh every man. every iPhone in the plastic. I have a pair of original spectacles. Somebody, that are still somebody sealed. go on eBay right now and find the price of a sealed iPhone. Right, yeah. a sealed iPhone two G is like fifteen hundred bucks, two Ooh. grand. Like Ooh. you cannot find those things sealed anymore. And like a, a really good one in good condition, you're paying hundreds of dollars for it. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Dylan, but the new MacBook Airs and also the new iPads are hundred percent recycled aluminum. Very cool. I which think, is which I think is cool. Apple has really done a good job of like trying to incorporate the green, green, earth friendly yes. processes mm -hmm. and how yes. they actually make the devices yes. using renewable energy to actually like power the facilities that are you know selling and manufacturing the uh, the products. It does make them look better when you bring up like Foxconn stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they like, had, they a, had their, I mean, with Foxconn and literally they had like the suicide nets put yeah, that's, that's up so because the people up. are like living. All, I'm sure they've fixed that by now, I right? think, I or think it's a little bit more, I'll say this. I think it's more than just Apple. I think, you know, it could be also very heavily reliant on China and how, yeah. China, well, like we don't have to yeah, get into that right that, now. That's like a whole labor laws practice, like discussion. And that's a all whole, right. I think, all right. A product that I'm really impressed with that is we the Mac, Mac Mini. Mini transition iPad Pro. Goodbye. Goodbye. Buy okay. it if you good. Know. Goodbye, not goodbye, but <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Yes. <laughs> um, Mac a product Mini. that I'm super excited about, and I think, I think it's a great product, is the Mac Mini. Why? Okay. First, the form factors is incredible. It's cute. It's like seven. It's like a, it's like the it's older like brother to square. an Apple TV. Really. Yes. Yes. So it's like, like the older, more mature, like college, yeah. graduated from a good college, like has a nice car. And the little brother's like, I just failed math class. <laughs> yeah, it, it has a lot going on with it. It has a desktop quality CPU in it. It's an eighth gen CPU, but it's still like you can have a four core processor, six, six core cores. processor. It has everything you'd ever want on the back of it. USB-C, USB-A. Internet. Yeah, it has Ethernet, four HDMI, USB HDMI, two USBs. Like it is. It's good. You'd hope that you'd find a display port on it, but uh, you know, you're not, it's not really like a, you don't really need the extra frame rate, but in terms of a product, the size of it, the capability of it and the price of it yep. in comparison to other products, I definitely think that like, in my mind, if you were like, let's say an iOS developer and you just wanted a small like machine to run your builds and yep, to do your station. development work, to have like a workstation, yep. it's a great product it's like 800 bucks that thing will can sit on your desk for literally five years and run just as smooth yeah. as it did day one the max so, is, is a super solid product you think you think they did well with that product i'm happy i'm happy that they're revamping it cool because i definitely think when the original one came out it was just so cool it's like you have the full capability of the mac yeah in a little, in box. A little tiny form factor and so yeah. colin colin was interested in the mac mini 
um, and no one can answer this question still, and I don't think you can, Colin, but could you take a Mac Mini, put it in your bag, and then use an iPad Pro as a display for your Mac Mini? So you would carry the Mac Mini and the keyboard and mouse and then use it a 13-inch iPad as a display. I don't think you can use the iPad as, as a display. But here's the thing. You can use the iPad as a display with uh, application. There are programs yeah. out there that you can, like Duet or Airfoil or whatever. My it's whole called. thing is like with the new USB C. Like, can I put a USB C to HDMI dongle? Or HDMI, on? Right? I'll say this: if you are an individual who owns both an iPad Pro and a Mac Mini and use them individually, and in some instances would like to put them together, I think yes, you will probably find an application to jerry rig them both. However, natively you, it won't. If you are natively, yeah. Like I don't think app the operating systems both iOS and iOS Mac won't OS, let. I don't think it, but, that's a thing. But but you can with programs. But with programs, not natively with the operating systems. But if you're just looking to do that, there are a lot cheaper options for a display. Yes, but than here's the thing. IPad. But like Colin, you're already getting the iPad, right? Yeah, so like if you wanted a mobile display, like you want a mobile display, well, on a well, like the thing is that 13 inch iPad is a display. I know yeah. it's only 13 inches, but it is a damn good display. It looks great. It's literally, it, I mean, it's not yeah, that it's, far off from the size of this monitor I'm looking at right now. Yeah. That's like a 20 something inch. 24 inch. No, and and, no and with, the, with the, with the slim okay. bezels, that's that iPad is insane. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a portable display. Yes. That has a full version of iOS and an insane processor inside. Right, so when you combine that with the, yeah, I, I, Colin, I think the answer is going to be a sad no, uh, but like out of the box, no. But the problem is that like, you would want. I'll just go to the Apple Store and buy them and let you know. <laughs> and just do it. Can you do this? Can you do and it? And then you just and we'll can't, and then it's like, okay, that's the video. And then what? I buy like one of their 4K displays or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Where is the where is the cinema display? Is that gone forever? People have been asking for that forever. I I would I would hope to say that. Maybe that would be another March product, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it they, is a super popular product. And they and they put the LG 5K, like they show that and they sell it at the Apple Store. That is like their little, mm -hmm. like when they want to show off the capabilities of the I.O. of their new computers, they have it plugged into a 5K LG display. Why the F does Apple not do their own cinema display I think anymore? That, I don't know. I definitely think that companies like LG, Asus, especially like displays are as we all know like extremely prevalent within like the pc sure. desktop gaming sure. industry but also there's like musicians and like live productions yeah. that you know are powered off mac minis that use these like regular old displays i'll say the only the the only difference right if, you, if i look at all of apple's products the one thing that stands out is that a display does not run a proprietary mac operating system where all of their other things do so can you justify purely paying a premium for the exact the exact resolution pixel quality that you could get going to a competitor at a cheaper price? Because at the time that the Thunderbolt display came out, like it was pretty overpriced in comparison to what you could have bought yes. by another company. But then I counter that, Dylan, and I ask, what about the 5K iMac that exists? Why can't you just remove the guts and give no, me that display? Right, well, the 5K iMac is unique is because the only reason they can achieve the 5K resolution is because the motherboard is essentially soldered to the display allowing for like, like that is- To push those pixels. Exactly. So it's, it's the 5K- We'll wait till 2022. Sure. All right, we'll, we'll just wait a couple more years. The, we, we didn't mention about the iPad because it has USB-C, you could charge your phone with the iPad now. 
that is that's an awesome feature. How many times your bros like, yo, you're full battery. I'm at nothing. Yeah, like, give me some juice. Can yeah. I siphon some gas? Yeah, yeah. Drive your iPhone. It's crazy. Very cool. I definitely think that's a really awesome feature that they've added. I, I really think so too. Um, so Mac Mini. I like it a lot. Goodbye. I good goodbye. I really think that all of the products they put out in this. It was a great event. It was a good event. It was a really good in event. I was not as stoked on the iPhone event. Me um, neither. I com really did. In comparison didn't. to the iPhone 10. But, with but all, the iPhone 10 leaked also. Sure. But not even from a leak, from a product standpoint, from like a product gap standpoint in terms of the improvements that they've made. Yeah. I wasn't like, but oh I mean, my here's God, the thing. Here's it. the thing. When you look at it really simply, we the MacBook Air hasn't gone on a refresh in four years, right? The yeah. MacBook Air should have had a high res display in 2015. No, but that's the thing is that they ditched it. They made the MacBook. They're like, eh, MacBook. Oh, right, MacBook right, Air. right. And now it's going to happen with the MacBook. Single USB-C I port. think it's done, though. How old is the Mac Mini? This just refreshed, wasn't it from 2012? The last yeah, one was a while. Oh, it's been a too. while. That's insane. They, and a lot, of, and a lot really. of people are like, I love my Mac Mini. Yeah. And they still have them. I there's I yeah. have professional people in, like, in the that audio they industry run, that still run like their run stuff off of them. Yeah, off they're Mac great. Minis. Home yeah. theater setups too. Now, what so, is this display? Look at this. What is that display? Yeah, what is that? Exactly. It's unbranded. And it's face gray. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, surprise December event. Rumors. No, I mean, it would be, <laughs> I think they could make cool. a very beautiful display. I would love it if they like made a display that could compete with like the 4K Asus 144 hertz yes, monitor. Yes. Why doesn't Apple? I don't. I don't give a damn how much it costs. Apple should do the Apple display, whatever Hyper Retina, whatever they want to brand it as. 4K 144 hertz. Just do it. Question. Yes. Should they do a TV? You know, when when I was at the Verge. We went so back and forth. Before the whole car thing started, it was the TV. Yeah. Apple's doing a display. Apple's doing a television. Apple's buying a TV network. Apple's doing a streaming network. Apple, like, should they make, but then I counter again and say, what is a TV? Dead serious, what is a TV? Honestly. Nobody uses TVs anymore. But what is, I just made a video about this too. Like, what is, <laughs> what is, it, what is a TV? Is a TV a display that has content kind of built in because a, a display like this, you need to power it and give it content, yes, right? These Asus displays, the cinema yes. display, the LG display. There's no operating. There's no. Option. There's no. There are, new, in, in newer TVs, there are operating systems. But those, they're horrible. Cool. They're all. Right, they're they're trash. Can, I agree. They're trash. You could use those. Right. They're all like 60 hertz, whatever. You could use those TVs as a computer monitor, but like you no one wants to use a 47 inch computer monitor, right? Yeah. No, no. I think. First, your first question: What makes a TV a TV? It's definitely we like we are so off the rails here, but who cares? <laughs> we are we're an hour and eight minutes into this. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> wow, fine. it's getting lit. Anyway, should we just leave it at that? Like, no, 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 no. We're, you want me we're to going. Some, okay, TV question. The TV answer is yes. like, of course, a television set is a device that can take in various forms of input. It's Correct. The first thing, it has to take in input, and. And that has evolved in terms of the types of input that you can actually. I just want to interrupt myself. I just realized that. Interrupt like, myself? Yeah. I want to interrupt. Poor Dylan. I want to interrupt. Sorry. I want to interrupt you, Dylan, by, by saying that, like, when you had DLP TVs or, like, when the first LCDs were coming out, they were not smart TVs. No. They were just, like, again, it's the same thing as this monitor, right? Oh, and then you plugged, in your, you plugged in your cable box. Now the TV kind of has, like, an operating system Correct. and content built into it. Correct. So, so that notion is changing. Yes. And I think, like, to define what a TV is now, TV 
is very tightly coupled with this notion of a cable provider yes. or a TV box or receiver provided to you by not the TV manufacturer, but by a third party Correct. cable provider Correct. to provide you content. I think as time goes on, as a smart TVs become smarter and that live streaming is gonna become more relevant as, as a means of how we watch the content, um, you know, I think your traditional TV is gonna change. I definitely think that a company like Apple given the UX that you have on the Apple TV applied to a display would be a fantastic product. Like I think that when I look, I have a Samsung smart TV. I've used an LG. I've used the sharp. I've used the board. Vizio. Yeah. Vizio. They cannot compete. Samsung arguably could compete on this. You're saying with the so. operating system that is Apple yes, TV in terms of the like engineering TVOS. effort in yeah. terms of the pure engineering like effort the, the that a company UI, like, like Apple yeah. could put forth to create a TV is in my opinion far superior. Okay, but then than, again, what is a TV? The operating system plus display. From now, like now, like moving forward, the TV, TV would be the operating system plus, plus display, display plus the ability to put in your cable box. Okay. What we want so, to in the so future is that your TV will hook up directly to your Wi-Fi, and the operating system will be what it is, and you'll TV be OS and you'll theory. and you'll pay providers like YouTube TV yep. or whomever over the top services, and they will stream you your channels. Yep. You'll no longer have a dedicated cable that goes into your box specifically for it will connect streaming. to the Wi-Fi, and then yes. it'll have the YouTube app and the this app, and then it's like you already pay for YouTube Premium, like you're already signed yes. into your iCloud account on your Wi-Fi. It's just automatically that Apple has their single sign-in thing with the yes. Apple TV. There, I think, will be a day that Apple has their own streaming service. Apple is spending billions of dollars. They have the content. They have the. They already right. have the repository of videos. That's right. They already have. They have already done Apple Music. Right. They have the repository. They have Apple Music. There's going to be Apple TV, which is Apple TV. Yeah. Right. They're they're literally spending money on original content. They're like making. They they did that like the. Uh, the story of maybe like the beats story. I think there's like a TV show around that or something. I don't know there. I have read some like variety articles that Apple spending billions of dollars on original content. Hmm. Um, so why that, are they still do? Why are they still doing like the actual Apple TV, the small Apple TV like that? Why don't they have a plugin like everyone else? Cause it, because Google, like the Chromecast for fire TV. Well, they have, well, I, I would say that the Apple TV is very similar to the Chromecast. In this yeah, way. but it's still a box that it's you still need a box. external it's power. It's like a, a smaller Mac Man, mini. But if yeah. you look at, the, I have a Chromecast at home. The thing hangs off the back of your TV. It's, not it, like, it's supposed to magnetize. Yeah, it's supposed to magnetize, but like. No, I agree. Why don't they have a plug-in dongle? Why don't they have like the uh, the Amazon Fire Stick yeah. or a Chromecast? Because the single... thing, the thing is actually a, you know, it's a powerful device. Like it is. You can it play is pretty powerful. Yeah. Coupled the with game. the, yeah. coupled with the remote, you can like and play I think some it's pretty got, cool games. And yeah. like the IO for audio is pretty good for it now too. I think right. Yeah, like, have they have Adobe Atmos options. Optical. Yeah. yeah. It does. Um, I think the new ones are 4K. Yeah, as the well. new they can output 4K. Yeah. Um. So so going off rumors, um, and we'll kind of end it with this because we've been going for a while. <laughs> um, I know. Um. So Colin, pull up pull up the article. Yep. Um. Wait, Mac Mini, buy? Yeah. Yes, exactly. I think I think honestly, which I'm one, super though? impressed with all of the products. What do you mean, which one? You can do the can, quad core or the six core, think, starting at seven ninety nine for everybody. If you're trying or, to compile a Swift project 11. and it's going to take you a year to get a six core processor, if you're just an everyday Joe and you just want a workstation to edit your yeah. photos and whatnot, if you want like a really nice clean workstation, you can you you'll be okay with what? So the entry level is eight hundred bucks. How much RAM and how much storage? So eight gigabytes. <sighs> RAM. It's fine though. No. DDR4. Dude, phones at, have six gigs of RAM. Man. I just I don't think it's acceptable for a desktop to have. I eight mean, gigs both started eight gigs. It, both dude, started eight, eight gigs. Same fine. DDR4. Sixteen is becoming the new norm, but 
as it relates to game, the whole world of gaming PCs, you can still get away with loading your PUBG up with eight gigs. We're not gonna. We're not even gonna go there. Okay. <laughs> so you, it's you, a buy. You but need a dedicated. You need buy. a dedicated machine to run PUBG. <laughs> is the quad core the buy or over the the six core? I don't know. For the I, don't, I, I need to look at the actual benchmarks of it's the eighty seven hundred K. I think. Yeah. It's and so. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's generation Intel Core i5, and there's a Core i3 for the other one. It depends where you're using it for. It I really depends where you're using it for. You have to be running programs that are utilizing high CPU multi-threading. Right? Like, if you're running Xcode and, like, doing builds and compiling stuff live, you probably want to spec it yeah, up a little need, bit. You need a heavy, you need a meaty CPU to get right. that build time. Right. So, if you're, again, like a software engineer that's running or, or editing videos. Yeah, if you're compiling, you know? compiling code, if you're compressing video or exporting video or what have you, and you need So realistically, power. if you're not buying this for a media machine, like to sit yeah. at your computer, yeah. everybody should be buying you the go, one that's a little more expensive. I think you'll be more than fine yeah. buying the entry-level device and more than happy in doing so. So, okay, let's talk about the, the Apple AR glasses. So Apple already has AR Kit 2. So they did AR Kit 1 with the 10. ARKit 2, iOS 12, they have the Measure app. Um, they showed off, they, they've been showing off augmented reality at every single event. So Colin, is it on screen right yeah, now? Yeah, it is. So if you're watching this live on YouTube, you can see. Mark Gurman, who I've known since my Engadget days in 2009, 2010, he was working at 9to5Mac and he was getting all these incredible scoops. And then Bloomberg scooped Mark Gurman and said, come work for us. And Mark Gurman has just been hitting it out of the park with Apple scoops. Last year, in November of 2017, so almost a year ago, he put up an article called Apple. I'm just reading off this display. Apple is ramping up work on AR headset to succeed iPhone. No one gave a damn about this article. I do not remember. Like, maybe some articles just, like, reblogged it and do what they do. But... This is just out in the open here. And I don't think Mark is wrong because he has been right way too many times for him to have been fed false information. You said to, to succeed. To succeed the iPhone, yes. I don't so, agree with that, but so I definitely think it's a standalone product. I'm glad you don't agree because I can. we, we can talk about <laughs> yeah. this. So back in 2006 and even prior to that, like the years leading up to Macworld in 2007, the rumor mill was on fire with the iPhone. Apple's doing it. Apple's not doing it. Apple would never do a phone. Apple can't do a phone. Look at Apple now. Their whole business is a phone. Correct. Correct. They are a trillion-dollar company. Most of their profits over the last 10 years has been the iPhone. And dongles. But guess what? <laughs> guess what? Nothing lasts forever. And you know what? They have to make something new because the iPhone will not last forever. And we're moving toward the era of spatial computing. And Apple historically waits for the product to be matured and the market to try it in various ways. Remember, touchscreen and phones weren't invented by Apple. There were resistive touchscreens with yeah, Palm Pilot and all, Palm that Pilot, all that stuff. And then Apple comes out with a capacitive all glass device. Now every phone on the market looks the same. Apple led that charge. So I, I would like to believe that Apple is getting ready right now as we speak. They're working in super secrecy because this thing hasn't really leaked at all besides this article and no one's talking about it. 
I think they're developing some crazy augmented reality headset that's probably going to seem like it's crap at first. It might even be a generation crap device, a uh, generation one crappy device like you could argue the original iPhone was. Or the watch. Or the, or the watch was too, yes. Um, but I think that Apple realizes, and, and this is just not me making this up, like Apple's pushing AR so hard right now. Right? Are they not? Like they yeah, have no, they not. have entire like when they did WWDC, they have augmented reality demos on stage. Again, with the new iPad, they mentioned the augmented reality capabilities. When they with the new first iPhone, thing when you go into the campus, the one, first thing when you go into Apple Park Visitor Center, there's this AR thing. I think that Apple will do the glasses. And um, Colin, can you link the article in the chat really yeah. quickly? Um, read the article. Read it for yourself. There's a code name for the product. They're building their own operating system for the product. And I just think that there's there's not really anyone else doing AR that well. Magic Leap is two and a half thousand dollars. HoloLens is like three grand and that's running Windows Holographic. And, and Magic Leap is running its own operating system. And then you have Oculus, um, you have that Oculus, the HTC new one that's Vive. coming out, the mm-hmm. HTC Vive, PlayStation VR. Um, and then there's like all the off-brand ones like the Well, there's the Samsung, not off-brand, but like the Asus, like all the kind of like lower end ones. Um, but VR is kind of like having its moment too. But I think AR, where you're able to see the real world with the, you know, kind of operating system in your field of view. Um, I'm just really hyped on this article um, because German is someone that I trust with Apple News. And he wrote an article for Bloomberg. But then, I mean, you can argue what you think of Bloomberg too. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens in 2019 moving forward because if Apple does this, it will change the paradigm of computing on I'll the say, go. I'll say this, I'll and say that's this. my spiel. I don't, I don't think that's it's my spiel. I don't think it's as, as, as hype as you're making it out to be. In the sense that great. In the sense that a hollow, like a virtual reality slash augmented reality lens you, produced by Apple, yep. is in no, in my opinion, no means going to supersede the iPhone in the, in 10 years. Like we're not there yet. Yeah. That's 10 years from now. No, but you said you, you, one you, you, to succeed the new iPhone. You, I'm telling you that like they'll, no re- dude, it will not become their moneymaker in two years. No, they will release it. And maybe in the future, in some futuristic society in which we use our hands and we drag. Yes. Like, yes. It, 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 it yes. could happen. And, but it's not going to happen overnight. Definitely not. And I'm but that's curious. what that's that's what they're working on now, though. I, I really believe it. It was, but like, in a time frame, like with a sentiment of a time frame, like 2025. No, 2030. 2030. I'll say 20. That what we've completely ditched phones. That like in 2030, you will have you will be wearing a device, or maybe a device will be implanted into you in Neuralink. Which- They'll and, have a product within which the next six you months. Will, that yeah. Elon said on I'm not a product. They didn't say product. They Sorry, demo, something, demo. No, they said that they have something to, to announce. To announce. game breaking. To announce. Like yes, nobody yes, yes, ever yes, thought yes. they could do. Yes. So, yes. so that, that, that's going to be in my mind. That's like, will we get away from phones? Sure. Will there, will Apple's first iteration, second iteration, or even third iteration of their, of their headset going to supersede this thing? No way in hell. Okay. So then, then I challenge you and say, let's go back to 2007, 2008 when the iPhone 3G and it's like, oh yeah, cool. Like whatever. Now the iPhone is one of the best selling products of all time. Yeah. But you have, all right. Look at the other products in the space at that time. 
You have Blackberry. Right. And look at the, all the products in the space the now. No one's but doing it. No, but you have to. No one's doing AR. Blackberry was a successful company. Sure. That was a good product. Sure. The and and, and Trio, Apple those were literally good murdered Blackberry. I'm not saying that they didn't, <laughs> but the state at which Blackberry was at versus the state of where VR sets are at is there's no comparison. Sure. They're absolutely. You're absolutely right. So I agree with you that nobody thought that Apple could make a phone and that'd be doing so well. I agree with you on that. Is that is AR and VR at a point in which it's going to have some global dominance and everybody and their brothers going to be wearing these headsets and we're all going to like, dude, dude, absolutely dude, not right dude, now. dude, 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, you could have said, no, no one's going to be everyone carrying around supercomputers in their pockets. No way. Sure. AirPods. Yeah. And glasses and a watch. Yeah. And maybe a tablet and, if you want. And the iPad Pro connected to the Mac Mini. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, and that. Also, speaking of AirPods, no AirPods 2, no nope. AirPower, no Mac Pro at this event. I was, I was, I was personally I'm really curious offended. to the Mac Pro. And hopefully, if they get their shit together, they'll I know, it. Colin just did a deep sigh. He wants that Mac Pro so well, bad. Almost, well, no, I'm, I'm getting the Mac Mini instead of the Pro. I'm not waiting yeah, anymore. Yeah, and then the Pro's going to come out in 2019, and you'll be like, dang it. They could have not, they could have hopefully not I got money released the Mac <laughs> Pro with an eighth generation CPU. Yeah, you're right. That would That's not fair. have so, happened. So, for, for a timeline purpose, in 2017, when I was working at Mashable still, uh, one of our editors, Lance, was invited with like four other publications. It was a very small meeting, but they got, got to sit with Apple executives. And the title of the article was called The Mac Pro is Getting a Redo or a, Getting a Do-Over. And then this year in 28 – so we were supposed to see it by the end of 2018. Yeah. And then this year TechCrunch got a quote from Apple, and Apple was basically like, yeah, sorry, 2019. I think so, it's fine because they ju Intel just put out the CPUs. They have enough time to integrate the best Intel CPU into Do you think thing. we'll see Mac new Mac Pro, this new modular, like they're getting away from the trash can? Do you think we'll see that in 2019? I would hope so, yeah. Call I, it now. First half or second half? Uh, just for fun. I'll say second half. Same. I'm going to go with you on that. Do you ever think we'll see air power? No. Okay. And, so, and the reason why is just like, there's so many other companies that that yes. have clearly just done it. Right. Yeah. How are they going to innovate? Cool on it? though, How I gotta say, it would be cool to put the watch and the phone and the AirPods on one pad, next to your bed. It would be. Well, there's other companies that you can do that with. Well, you know what, Apple? If you don't, if first you don't succeed, try dust again. yourself <laughs> off and try again. AirPods too with the wireless charging case. Everyone's so psyched Whatever. on AirPods too, but like the AirPods are so good. I don't They're even great. know what you they can improve. You don't need wireless charging for them. The you really don't need it. It. It's, it's, AirPods it's as a, a product deal. is one of my favorite Apple products that's come out. It's it's one of, yeah, I think it's it is not probably one of the best selling are. too. They're good. It is it, it is crazy. Didn't they say, yeah, they're one of the best selling wireless headphones? Yeah. So, yeah. You go walk down go, Broadway you, and, yeah. and count how many AirPods we, you we see. Are, we are in a bubble in New York for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. I will All just right. no, walk no, down no, preface street. it, preface it, preface it with saying we're in New York. Yes. Dude, everyone. And it's, and it's funny because it took like six months. I feel like I was, I had AirPods day one and it took like a good six months until now you literally, I could go outside right now and there's at least one person with AirPods just walking Minimum. somewhere. Yeah. It's crazy. And the same way that everyone has AirPods is the same way that everyone has a smartphone, not just iPhone, smartphone in their pocket is the way I think by 2025, everyone will be wearing some sort of glasses. What just, if it's just a little Apple logo that we, they, it's just like magnetically just on your temple. Like, you get, you get, have you seen the movie Pie? No. <laughs> you haven't seen the movie Pie at all? Not. Has anyone seen the movie Pie? I'm not going to spoil it then. Never no, mind. Don't, don't. I, I, I was going to make a reference, but I won't. 
Okay. Um, that, was, that was quite the, the podcast. I, 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 I feel like I am, I am so very – like, I'm like exhausted this, I need to keep this that. organized much better because you guys will you guys will jump back and forth way too much. I know. I just I just want to punch Dylan is all that. Take stabs at Dylan is, is the podcast. No, it was good. This was, this was a good one, I think. All right. We appreciate everybody who took their time to – Either yeah, I know, and, and, and I and I I am definitely trying to get. Well, it is Wednesday. We did do it on Wednesday, like we say we always do. I want to get like a, a certain time down for the podcast. Like I'm glad we're doing it on every Wednesday. Um, I don't know what time we're gonna do it next year. Drop a like if you're still here watching. Thank you. Three three still 300 people here. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, thank you everyone listening to the podcast. If you're driving in a car, um, when you're done driving, please give us a rating in iTunes and tell us how much you love me just like berating Dylan at every option, <laughs> opportunity that I can. Um, no, Dylan's a great co-host and I'm glad that I have someone um, that is like smarter than me on the show because oh. it's, it's nice to have perspective from like a developer, you know, cause like I like the products for media and that kind of thing where you like the products because you build on them. Right. So it's, I, I really like the dynamic between me and you. And, and if you like the dynamic between me and Dylan, please again, rate us, like us, share it, whatever, tell your friends. This has been the phenomenal podcast experience. And the uh, word is, and the word is, um, the word is salt. Salt today. I think that's salt in there. Yeah, maybe. It is. the word is salt. The word of the day is salt. People love that. By the way, people just love, I just get random DMS on any platform. That's just like water bottle. Great podcast. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you're damn right. It was, um, so comment salt, wherever you get in touch with comment, us, tweet. Um, Dylan is at Dylan shine underscore yep. on Twitter. And you're what on Instagram? Dylan underscore shine. Dylan underscore shine. <laughs> Colin is what? Colin E. Cornwell on Instagram and then Colin Cornwell on Twitter. Twitter. So follow them both for the most epic behind the scenes. If you want to see really ugly pictures of me, you should follow them. Um, (laughs) Last thing I'll say as it relates to Twitter. Oh, here we go. If anybody who's watching can tweet at Twitter to make them remove the underscore from the end of my name, I'd extremely appreciate it. Dylan wants at Dylan Shine. And I had it at one point and then I did a bunch of uh, whatever. Like I, I put in my tickets, try to get them to change it. They won't, they won't do it. Okay. Hopefully someone at Twitter hears if me. Anybody who works at Twitter or is affiliated with Twitter can help me out. Cause the, the account, it's a dead account. Just throwing that out there. Like it's not, it's not active. Nobody's now. using it. Uh, anyway, and that, <laughs> and, and, and no, I was, I was just saying and that, and that's it for the podcast. Phenomenal podcast experience with Sam Sheffer and Dylan shine live from New York city in three, six, eight. We will be back next week. I don't know if we're having a guest. We are booking some really cool guests. I do not want to spoil it, nope, and I do not. It. I do not want to hype it up. But um, I mean, Casey will come on the podcast eventually, so stay tuned for that. Because I mean, we're friends. Um, but I'm 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 really looking to bring some cool guests on. Like me and Dylan can just like hang out and talk and and talk about cool things like we did in the beginning. But I think there's so much value extracted from when we have someone here that is an expert in a field and then we have a really cool conversation like that um so look forward to that um and that's it happy wednesday happy happy week happy halloween happy end of 2018 and uh, we'll be back next week see you next salt cheerio that's the end of the podcast